Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overwrote job, have financial independence, and live the dream life by investing in real estate. Now, today, we're going to be talking all about the future of the real estate market, like what's going on right now, and what's going to be happening in the next year, two years, and if there is a recession, which it seems like there is, how to be protected, how to make sure you're investing wisely, and how to make sure you're making money, even though everybody else is losing money. All all right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, hey, what's going on? Super blessed, as always, to have you here on the show. Now, it's been about a month since RubeCon 2023, and I literally went on vacation, and it was like a month-long vacation almost. Like, I basically, I keep saying the word like. I'm sorry. I keep using, let me work on not saying the word like over and over again. But I had the best time after RubeCon, even though RubeCon was so amazing, which I absolutely had a blessed time. Everybody there, we had almost close to 400 people there. It was tremendously amazing. I, I loved it. It was so much fun. And we'd love to see you next year. With how amazing RubeCon was, I had to take a break. I literally took the entire month of May off from doing anything from my real estate investing. Well, you guys know, like the way I built my business for real estate investing, I literally don't do anything. I have other people do the work. So the month of May, I literally went on two amazing trips. I went for an entire week right after RubeCon, like the Sunday after RubeCon ended on Saturday night. The Sunday I flew to Oregon and went golfing for an entire week with some good friends of mine. We went golfing every single day. Some amazing courses up in Bend, Oregon. It was a blast. And hanging out with guys again that I haven't seen in a number of years was such a terrific time. And then came back Worked out at the gym for like maybe four or five days with my family, you know, being home, my normal workout routine, the reason why I talk about the gym, because I usually work out like five days a week doing Olympic lifting. But then I went with my family to Alaska for literally a seven or eight day trip. It was so amazing. We went from Seattle, Washington, all the way up to Ketchikan, Alaska, which I've been there before with fishing, which is super amazing. Then went up to Juneau and Skagway and Victoria, and it was an absolute blast. Now, one quick thing I will say is if you go on a cruise to Alaska, usually you're going to find that a lot of older people go, and apparently the cruise that I went on, it was like 65 or older, so there was like two other kids. Like We brought all four of my kids which they had a blast because the goal was to sightsee in Alaska and have a great time doing that. But, you know, when you're on the boat for an entire day on the ocean and they're traveling, well, it gets a little boring when they have, like, extreme Sudoku. Well, that's for the older people. And, like, uh, you know, color painting for adults. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is not a kid's thing. But they had a little kid's area that they got to play video games and get stuff. But it was so fun. And we got to see so many great things. And if you want to just see a little bit of what we did, I put a couple, maybe two or three different posts on my Instagram account. Definitely check it out. You can see, you know, the pictures of what we did and the fun things that we did. The Dustin Heiner. So if you go to Instagram, look up T-H-E Dustin Heiner. And apparently somebody else already has Dustin Heiner. So I could 
couldn't just dig that. So it's the Dustin Heiner. And you could see the last few uh, posts that I made were from our Alaska trip and how tremendously fun it was. And I think one of the highlights was where we went on a whale watching tour. It was, you know, we got on a boat and they took us out to see where they are. And we actually got to see uh, the humpback whales are terrific. Like you see those quite a bit, but we actually got to see a pod of orca, which was super amazing. Such a huge blessing. They said that like once a month you would probably see orca. You know, they're called killer whales apparently, but they're orca and a pod. There's a mommy one and like four baby ones, but we got video of that. So you can see that on the Instagram account as well. Now, I am super excited today to share with you at RubeCon, we recorded a live recording of our podcast. We got five different podcasters on the same exact show. Basically, we all got in a room and we had everybody attend and we talked about the real estate market. We talked about what's coming in the future, what happened in the past and how we can protect ourselves if there's gonna be some sort of correction or crash coming up, what we see that works well for us, how we're getting more deals now, all that great stuff for you. And we, so we have five different podcasts and it's going to be on, at least I think we're all going to be putting out all our podcasts. Now on this episode, we have a few of my friends and I'm going to go through them. So first off, we have Pilly Yurusi. She has her own podcast, the Multifamily Live Podcast, where her and her husband are on there talking about multifamily investing. We also have Seth Williams of the RE Tipster Podcast, another good friend of mine. He has a fantastic podcast as well. Another one of my friends is Annie Dickerson. She has the Life and Money Show from Good Egg Investments. Also have Marco Santarelli, another good friend, who has the Passive Real Estate Investing Podcast. And on top of that, obviously you have myself. So we have five of us fantastic investors and podcasters. We love podcasting. All coming on a show, basically sharing with you how we weathered our... I guess, investing back in 2006, seven and eight when it crashed, and then how to build and get out of that and be protected as well, as well as what we're seeing right now in the market. So you can be prepared so that you're ready when you are investing or as you are investing. Now let's jump into today's show where we will be looking at the real estate market, how you can be protected when the recession comes, if when the reception comes and how you can make even more money. All right, here we go. Hey everyone, everybody in the world, welcome. My name is Seth Williams and we get to do something really cool today. I'm sitting here on the stage with Marco Santarelli, Keely Yerusi, Andy Dickerson, and Dustin Heiner. And we're just kind of having this informal chat here. We're actually doing a joint podcast recording as well. And we're doing this like fireside chat thing, so it's fairly informal, and we're just going to talk about our thoughts on the current state of the real estate market, some of the things that we're excited about right now in our businesses, and some of the ways that we see other people doing really well, and any thoughts we have about where things are going over the next few years. So uh, rather than me introducing these stars here on the stage, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell us more about what they've got going on. So... Dustin, you want to start? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Seth. So this is a blessing to have all of my friends up here on stage as we're all talking together. And so my name is Dustin Heiner. I have my podcast called the Master Passive Income Podcast, where I love talking about real estate investing, which we all do. And with that, I love coaching people and then now bringing awesome people together here at RoopCon. So it's so great having my friends. And then everybody else here is now my friend now too. 
Hey, everyone. If you don't know me, my name is Annie Dickerson. And if you told me 10 years ago I would be up here talking about real estate, I would have thought you were crazy. I started as a fourth grade teacher and um, then fell in love with real estate investing after having nine jobs in 10 years and really wanting to get out of the grind of the J-O-B. And so founded uh, Good Egg Investments about five years ago with my business partner, Julie Lamb. And we also have a podcast. It's called The Life and Money Show. I guess I'll jump in again and just say who I am. In case you don't know me, I run the retipster.com. Again, Seth Williams. Um, retipster is a community, YouTube channel, podcast, blog, where uh, we talk about some of the more niche parts of real estate, like land investing, self-storage investing, note investing, things that don't get quite as much airtime. Um, but they're a lot of fun, and they make a lot of good money. So there you go. Aloha, everyone. My name is P.B. Arusi. My husband and I founded Arusi Holdings. About a decade ago, we have gone through flipping, wholesaling, you named it, we've probably done it. We're now multifamily syndicators, owner operators out of Tennessee. We also have the Multifamily Live podcast. Super excited to be here. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Marco Santorelli. I'm a investor, entrepreneur, and uh, I started Norada Real Estate Investments about 19 and a half years ago. Uh, servicing real estate investors that want to build a real estate portfolio anywhere in the country. So it's basically a complete one-stop shop. Uh, Love Real Estate started when I was 18 years old, went in heavy in 2003, um, and I just love it as an asset class, so I'm always happy to talk about it. Well, maybe we just uh, start on a positive note. So what is everybody excited about in your businesses right now? What are some of the good things going on? Want to take a stab at that? Well, I can start. Um, so as you guys know, you know, deals can be kind of hard to find these days. So uh, we focus on primarily multifamily syndications as well. And we also do some hotel syndications. And one thing we've discovered is that right now with the rising interest rates, a hidden gem in the market is if you can find opportunities where you can assume existing loans with low interest rates. And so we currently have two projects in the pipeline, multifamily deal and a hotel deal, both with low fixed interest rates, 3.6% and 3.8% respectively, that you can't get with fresh debt in this market. And so we, even though it's it can be a little bit more of a challenging time right now, we love the hunt for those hidden gems. So that's something that we're really excited about. How do you hunt those out? Like, how do you, um, is there an efficient way to find all the assumable loans out there? Any tricks to that? That's lots of, lots of conversations and digging and just talking to people and seeing what's out there. I mean, the, the multifamily deal, um, that's the 3.8%. We're assuming a HUD loan. So we're buying that direct from the developer and it's a, it's a HUD loan. So we couldn't get that if we were just buying a multifamily property. And so it's through a lot of digging, letting people know what our specific buy box is. So if you don't have a buy box, I highly recommend that is define exactly what criteria that you're looking for. So not only, you know, other people in the room know, but the universe knows too. So uh, they can send you the right deals. But if you don't know what you're looking for, other people can't go and find it for you. So I highly recommend that is you know, make sure you know exactly what you're looking for. So as you're talking to people, you let them know, hey, this is what we're looking for. This is what our investors are looking for so that they can say, oh, yeah, I think I know of an opportunity like that. Or I know somebody who does things like that and they can connect you. 
I'm going to say something that might sound a little weird because I get a lot of people all the time worried about interest rates going up. And I actually tell them the opposite. I am so excited that real estate is going to be changing because interest rates are going up. Now, I love investing in residential, four units and below. And who are, are my competition or investors like us? Our competition is not other investors. There's not that many of us. In fact, that's why I try to bring us all together so we can have more of us where we can help each other out. But who is my competition and other investors' competitions? Homeowners. Homeowners, they're the ones that pay top dollar or pay more than what it's worth. They say, oh, I love the way this layout is or the location and all that sort of stuff. And they'll pay a lot more. Now, what happens is when interest rates are 2.5%, 3%, everybody only has, let's say, $1,800 a month to pay for a mortgage or rent. But that $1,800 goes a very long way. It goes like $450,000, $500,000 for a house in the desert. Like, I kid you not, in the desert, people are spending $500,000 for a three-bedroom bathroom house. That is just silly. And so it's because they can afford it because the interest rate being so low. Now what's happened... That $1,800 doesn't go nearly as far with 6 7 and even 8% interest rate. So that means the price has to come down because the competition is taken out of the market. Now, the most they could spend is $250,000 for that $1,800. So I see prices adjusting for me. But here's the great thing. Rents don't come down. Rents may be just a little bit, but not precipitously like the prices of homes. So I am super excited. So everybody listening... I want you to be excited like I am. Coming is going to be a fantastic time to invest. So I am excited that it's going to be even better to invest. Rents are going to stay high for us as investors, which makes us more cash flow. Prices of homes are going to come down. When am I excited about? I am excited about teaching people. I know everyone on this stage is excited about that too because we are all educators we get to teach people about what we do. We get to teach investors about what we do. We get to teach people to take that step forward, um, to believe in themselves, and then to get the information needed to make correct decisions on the market, where we're going, where we think we're going to go. So that is probably what I'm most excited about right now is just the ability to be here right now talking with you all. I feel blessed. I would add to that, we could see, obviously, being here at... And I want to pause for a quick second and share that, honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years, and I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now, my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate, get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job, I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. The Real Estate Wellness Conference, we can see the hunger for this. You know, we can see in just conversations walking down the hallways, I walk past and I look, listen to people talking 
And I see how awesome it is that they're all working together. They're all talking together. And they're seeing the excitement of real estate investing that's possible. So I absolutely echo that feeling. Well, I guess it's uh, my turn here. Um, what am I excited about? A lot. But the most basic thing is essentially what I was talking about during the keynote this morning. And that is just the fundamentals of real estate housing in the country this right now. Excuse me. You know, we uh, we have about a 1.5 to 1.6 million housing unit need in this country just to stay on pace for uh, organic growth. And we're not we haven't been reaching or achieving those numbers for a long time. We've actually been short since um, about 2010 in providing those numbers. And then that started to turn a corner roughly around 2017, 2018. So now builders are actually pulling more permits uh than they have historically in terms of averages. And so that will provide more housing going forward, but it's what's in the pipeline. Those are those are uh, housing units that haven't been built yet. But even if they were producing at full capacity right now and mortgage rates were a little bit better, uh, we'd be meeting the organic demand, but we're still going to be in a, in a deficit until about 2030. So that means that for me as a real estate investor, for you as a real estate investor, for the clients that we work with that are looking to invest in real estate, if you position yourself in the right markets, and I always stress the, the importance of being in the right neighborhoods, because that's where, for me, risk mitigation lies. Uh, if you position yourself appropriately, um, real estate being a very, very slow moving asset class, but something that can create true wealth, sometimes very quickly, will be to your benefit. So you've got an asset that generates income that'll pay for itself over time. Technically, your tenant is paying for it. Um, and it will create wealth for you because the equity will grow over time. And so if you make some smart moves, um, you can't help but to be successful. You know, if I were you, I'd just say, look, you know, just buy as many properties as fast as you can in the right markets and just let real estate do what it does. And, you know, that will meet, that means that it'll create wealth equity over time and generate income and that income will grow. So the fundamentals are what excites me because the cards are stacked in my favor, your favor and our favor. And uh, if you just take advantage of that, I think you will be very, very happy five years and 10 years down the road. So, and to add to that, a lot of people say, should I wait to buy real estate? Prices are so high. I said, you do not wait to buy a real estate. You buy real estate and then wait. Because over time, you buy right, like Marco's saying, fundamentally, you do everything right where you're making passive income every single month. You're buying it well. You have the people that are going to run the business for you. Over time, prices of rent go up. Your Hopefully, your mortgage gets paid off by your tenant because they're the ones that are paying your mortgage. They're paying your rent. And so with that, we buy real estate and then wait. I'm, I'm just going to add one more thing to that because, uh, Dustin, you weren't here this morning when I was um, speaking at, at the keynote. Um, and I think most of the people in the room here probably were. But one of the things I mentioned on my last slide, kind of a, one of my uh, many rules for success, um, so a lot of people will often ask us, you know, should I invest in real estate right now? I mean, mortgage rates have gone up. Property Values have appreciated tremendously, especially during COVID. It was on average nationwide 20% per year, two years in a row. Very unsustainable, not a good thing. Uh, so that's why we're seeing a correction or a breather in the market. I mean, it's to be expected. But my answer to that question is, is uh, you know, should I be investing in real estate now? And the answer is yes, because to me, it's not a question of, um, you know, when should I be investing in real estate? The answer to that is, is, is always. Um, 
it's not a question of when, it's a question of where. There are always opportunities all around the country in different markets for different reasons to invest in real estate. So sometimes it's about price, sometimes it's about terms, but certainly about need, the demand I was talking about before. So I think, um, I think you should always be looking to invest in real estate when you have the deployable capital to invest in real estate. And that's true whether you're doing a syndication like you do, uh, or you're just an individual investor buying single family homes, duplexes and fourplexes. Uh, if, if there's like, there are always deals out there. Just go and find them when you have the capital and the credit to do so. And just keep stacking, build your portfolio till you reach your investment goals. And at that point, then you'll reevaluate what you want to do. Can I jump in? Can, can we all agree on something? And I think this will separate our mindset from a lot of others that we believe that there's always deals to be had that there's always opportunity to be had, no matter what the state of the market is. Can we agree on that? 100%. Not me. I tried to time the market. Just kidding. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Uh, but that's that's true, right? It's that's what separates our mindset from others. We believe that there's always a deal to be had. That there's always opportunity. Y'all just gotta find it. Yeah. One of the best deals I ever bought was in 2008. The bottom was falling out of everything. Uh, I invested in a duplex. This is my first one ever. First duplex ever I bought out of foreclosure. I didn't even know what foreclosure was back then. And the basement had been a brothel before. And so there was a lot of cleaning up to do. <laughs> but we got, because because it was 2008, everybody was scared we got a special loan. We only had to put in, I think it was like 15000 down for this $480,000 property in Washington, D.C., in the heart of Washington, D.C. And several years later, we sold it for twice that. And we bought it in 2008. So there is no bad time. There's always opportunities to be had. And I'll echo that because my students and myself, we're finding deals. Now the deals, when the market's high and it's a seller's market, they're harder to find, but they're out there. And a lot of students ask me, well, should I do this or look for this property or should I do? I, no, whatever deal comes your way, we figure out how that's going to work with us in our investing business. So what I'm hearing here is very much like, yes, go buy the houses, go, go do this stuff. Um, but I know what holds a lot of people back is just this fear that like, well, what if I pay too much? Or what if I can't find a tenant? Or what if something's wrong? What if the market's bad? What if everything falls out? And it just makes you wonder like, what would have to be true for you guys to say, no, don't do that. Like that's a bad deal. Like but what's considered a bad market? Or I mean, when you look back at 2008, I mean, I, I remember just the mindset of the media and everything out there was like, so much doom and gloom like the real estate market is never coming back like this is the end the world is ending which obviously was not true it was an incredible time that i wish we could go back there because with so many great deals but just makes you wonder like looking at where we're at today like what would you warn people against like be careful about this like go buy the property but don't make this mistake because that's what's going to get people hurt and then come to mind about what they shouldn't do rather than just like Charge forward and buy everything. Definitely don't charge forward and buy everything. But the number one thing is don't let fear stop you. Like that's my number one guideline. Don't let fear stop you. You can find the numbers. You can find the market research. Apparently you can use AI for that now. 
you can you can study the markets, you can get yourself out there, you can surround yourself with other individuals that do things better than you, and you can find that deal. Um, and again, going back to there's really no bad market in 2016 when Jason and I were first learning about large multifamily and go to 2017, early 2017, when we took down our first one, it was a 94 unit, basically went from two duplexes in Indianapolis to a 94 unit in Kentucky. Long story between those two, but that was mindset, taking that leap forward. But then we didn't buy another one for another year. And it wasn't because of fear, maybe a little bit. It was because we thought that, you know, we were looking at deals and we're like being really conservative and maybe a little fear crept in there. Come on, guys, it was 2016. We could have bought anything. Again, we let fear take a hold and didn't let us take that next step. So take that next step and don't let that fear guide you. If there is a recession like 2008 uh, or even half as bad as that, like if things are going to go down at some point and based on your presentation, Marco, I just, I don't know if that's going to happen. Just seeing all the pent up demand, which I thought was very uh, illuminating to see that. Just like, wow. Like I, I kind of knew it, but just seeing your numbers really helped crystallize that for me. But if things go horribly wrong somehow, is there a way that we can protect ourselves? Like stay within this box and you'll be fine. Like what would those parameters be? So I started investing in 2006, started buying properties and I didn't know what I was doing at all, but the only thing I did know was I wanted to make money. And in 2006, all the gurus were saying, you want to buy and then you're going to get appreciation. That's what you're going to get. Because remember, the market was taking off. It was so exciting. People were, that's when the flipping shows came out. Everybody's making millions of dollars. I was like, that's exciting, but I don't want to flip. I have a full-time job and a full-time family. I don't want to flip and I want to make money passively. And I realized I can't eat appreciation. I can't feed my family with that or put a roof over our heads with that. So I thought, I just need to make passive income. I want to make money every single month. And I kid you not, when I saw, this is the way I invest, I saw countless investors go broke because they got over leveraged. They were hoping for appreciation. They literally went bankrupt. Countless ones, even ones that I meet now. Oh man, in 2008, I went bankrupt because this, this, and this. It's literally because they were investing for appreciation. What I do and what helped me in the long run was because I created a business that makes money every single month. Like the principle is we're making money. We're in this business to make money, not hope something comes in the future. We want to be making money every single month because my family can eat from the passive income that my properties make. So that's what helped me when everything was going bad was making sure I have the business that runs itself and then also making money every month. Is it cash flow really? Like 100% yeah. cash makes sense. And to stack on that, I would say, you know, just as Dustin's saying, you know, it's super important now more than ever to stay in your lane, to know your lane and to stay in your lane. Because especially here at RoopCon, you're talking to all sorts of people doing all sorts of different things. And I've been there. It's easy to get caught up in shiny object syndrome and be like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, and this and that. And very quickly, especially in a market like this, you know, if you're dabbling in a lot of different things that you only know the the tip of the iceberg about, it's a lot easier to make mistakes versus if you choose, you're like, you know what, this is the path I want to go down. Maybe it's rentals or short-term rentals or land or whatever it is. You're like, I'm committing to this 
and I'm going to get to know this really well. Just this one. I'm going to put my blinders on for a little while, and I'm just going to focus on this. I'm going to master this. And once you do, as you do, then you'll be able to find those hidden gems that nobody else is looking for or knows to look for because they only know the tip of the iceberg. So that's what I always counsel people to do is at a time like this, know your lane and stay in your lane. I'll add one quick thing to that. Also have awesome people that are in different lanes. I invest with Annie. I don't want to do this stuff that she does, but I'm like, let me give you money so you can make me money. So get with other people that have other lanes too. That's going to help you to be broad and outside. One of the things that, um, one of the things I like to say that addresses the last two questions brought up, Seth is um, don't be a speculator. It's actually my sixth rule of my 10 rules of successful real estate investing. You know, um, Dustin started investing in 2006. It was probably the worst time to get into the business. It was. <laughs> right? I mean, you were you were literally investing right before, you know, credit dried up. And we went into, you know, 2007 where, you know, real estate was just depreciating very rapidly. <clears throat> but, um, you know, um, fifth rule, invest for cash flow. That doesn't mean you have to have a lot of cash flow in your property at the, at the get-go because that will adjust and correct itself over time. But you know, I often refer to cash flow as the glue that holds your real estate deal together. Cash flow is not going to make you rich. It, it will provide financial dependence and financial freedom over time. And as you you know build your portfolio uh, wide, and then the, you know the cash flows increase, which is the depth over time. You know that provides you know your passive income and your financial freedom. Um, but you want to invest for cash flow because that cash flow is what is going to pay for your real estate investment over time. Um, the other thing you don't want to do is become a speculator or a gambler and you know just invest in the hope that you're going to see capital appreciation. It will come. It will happen over time. And if you you know if you actually play your cards right, you can actually pick markets that will uh, certainly show you strong appreciation just because of what is going on in those markets in terms of jobs, job growth, population growth. Um, and we're seeing that, you know, in the smile states and certainly in the Southeast at, at this point in time. Um, but don't be a speculator. Don't invest solely for that reason. You know, you have to make sure that your investments are, 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 are made intelligently and prudently. So that's how you avoid problems. That's how you, uh, you know, stack the cards in your favor and assure your success. Um, I had something else to say about that. So when you say speculation, you're talking mostly about appreciation, that, that piece of it, right? Right. And that's what people were doing in, in 2004, 2005. They were, you know, looking to buy a property, knowing that pretty much every market across the country was appreciating in some places appreciating very rapidly. And they were looking like they were getting rich and feeling they were like they were getting rich because they were gaining, uh, you know, in some cases, I know people were gaining hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity because they were putting down payments on a whole bunch of new construction homes. Uh, it's a little harder to do that today, but they were, you know, they were equity rich and cash flow poor. They look great on paper, but you know those people that flipped those properties, you know, made a good a good prop. They walked away with you know some pretty good capital gains. But the ones that didn't think that way, didn't sell, were smart enough to sell, and or didn't invest for cash flow, got caught with their pants down. You know now they were upside down. That's why there were so many foreclosures because these people bought property. Because uh, for capital gains, they were speculating, and then they, they couldn't afford to carry them because they had negative cash flow, and so they basically had to give them back to the bank. And that's why there were so many foreclosures. Everybody was 
speculating. And back then we had the ninja loans, you know, no income, no assets, no job. You know, you fog a mirror, you get a loan. Great. But, you know, that, that just leads to more speculation in the market. And that continued to drive prices up. And just, it was a problem that was fueling itself. Yeah. I like the, uh, uh, the image of lots of these novice real estate investors with their pants down. That's a good, that's a good one. It's a good visual. <laughs> Is there ever a point at which, like, at what point are you not speculating? How do you know, okay, this is a sure thing. This is going to happen. Like, where is the line at which you're guessing? Because, I mean, when you think about it, everything is speculation. Even when you're really sure, like, nobody knows the future. So where would you say is the line in terms of, like, yep, now you're safe? Are you asking me that question? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think you're always speculating. You're always making assumptions. You know, like, especially when it comes to appreciation, you might say, okay, well, I, I expect this investment to appreciate four or 5% per year on average over the long term, because historically that's what we've seen in real estate. Some years have been crazy. Some years have been negative. It depends on, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the year and the market you're in. But over time, you know, it's not unreasonable to expect 4%, maybe 5% per year. Um, but you know that's an assumption you're making. You're not you're not investing in that real estate because you you expect to get four or five percent per year every year, um, like clockwork. You, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be there. Uh, but if you're investing in, like I said before, good markets, great neighborhoods, you have you have positive cash flow, or ideally, uh, worst case scenario, break even. Um, and you know you 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 position yourself well with a prudent, well chosen well-unwritten real estate investment, it will create wealth for you. It will build equity. It will generate cash flow. It will be a strong investment going forward. It will uh, be something you hold in your portfolio and you could put into your, you know, your trust or your, it'll pass down to your heirs. Uh, you know, that you're not really speculating when you're doing it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do your research and you base, base your investment on what the fundamentals and two, uh, you look at the numbers, and the numbers do have to make sense. You'll do well, and yeah. it's you know you might you might have a bad deal every once in a while, like one out of ten. But real estate is very forgiving if you you know if you invest right, if you go in right. Yeah. Um, but but that's not speculating, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's maybe there's would you say maybe there's levels of speculation, or it's like a black and white yar or you're not. I find speculating is hoping. You're hoping that something happens. We're business right. owners. Like if you're here at RootCon, we need to realize that we're business owners and we need to act as if business owners. You're not going to get into a business hoping that something's going to happen. No, you're going to get into business because you've done an educated um, estimation of what is, something's worth, how much you could sell it for or rent it for. But being a business owner, we're in business to make money. Now that could be cash flow. It could be over time, the value of the home goes up. So you have that. You can pull money out if you want to buy more properties, everything from the, up the above. And what we try to do is as a business owner, always in every single way we can make money, but we're not hoping anything happens. We're making the best educated decision from all the information we get in and hire experts that are giving us even more information. So we make the best decision. I also want to talk on, um, as you said, a well underwritten property. Definitely, the numbers have to work. But also, your partners need to work. I want to make sure that when you are looking for partners, not only to get into a real estate investment, if you're going to go on the active side, but if you're going to go on the passive side, make sure you are underwriting your partners. 
Make sure you are digging into them. Make sure you are talking to their investors. Make sure that you are, because, I mean, you you all know that a very well underwritten property and a property that looks like it's going to do well can be taken down so quickly by a bad sponsor, by a bad by a bad investor. So make sure that you are looking into the people that you are partnering up with. Yeah. Well, to kind of bring this to a close, um, do you guys see any people that are having success in any specific strategy or just given where things are at right now, like what is working for either for you or for people in your communities that you know? I'm going to actually turn right back around on you. I am excited about what you're doing. Can you yeah. share with us? Because if there is a recession, storage units at this are going to be amazing. Could you share with us what your this exciting project that you're working yeah. on? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, bought a piece of vacant land a couple of years ago, and over the past year, we've been building a new self storage facility on it, and um, it's opening up like you know a couple of weeks ago, and we're doing a grand opening in the next month. And um, yeah, for me, it was just kind of a long term strategy where I wanted to create some more long term passive income. Got a partner who's going to be managing that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, the reason I, I was asking about the speculation thing is because um, there was like, it's kind of hard to figure out where is the line of like, when is it enough? When have I done enough homework? Because I remember I had spent a ton of time doing my own version of feasibility study. And then I paid 7,000 bucks for somebody else to do it independently. And uh, they looked at a ton of data and we did a ton of research. And, you know, we felt like, we had everything we could ever need to go forward and be confident in that. Um, and that was a year and a half ago and before interest rates went way up and things started to change. So we're kind of making decisions based on stuff that was a little old, but uh, still valid, I think. But um, but anyway, but uh, in our soft opening, we've got four tenants already in the first couple of weeks and got 166 more units to fill up. And um, yeah. Hopefully they do. The thing is, storage is the way we, uh, Jason and I just took down three facilities this year. Oh, really? Well, so, yeah. where'd you find them? Uh, all of them are at Murfreesboro. Oh, yeah. Cool. Very cool. And I would definitely encourage any of you. It was phenomenal. So, Seth is actually like an artist as well. The videos that he created, literally documenting this, you got to check out the RE Tips for website and his YouTube channel because he's documented this from the very beginning, from when it's trees. To now where he's launching it, and I can't wait till we see the finished product. So I'm super excited about yeah, it. Thanks for the plug. Check out the YouTube channel. It's a lot of fun to make those videos. Uh, R.E. Tipster. Yeah. You got it. So what I'm seeing in the overall market is people are, as I invest, as my students invest, I'm seeing that there are deals, and deals are coming actually more rapidly. In fact, I just talked to Matt. Matt's in the audience. Matt, are you, are you still here? There he is. Matt just told me Tuesday he is taking down. It's a duplex, right? Yeah, he's taking down a duplex. About $500 a month of passive income. He's capturing equity. It's phenomenal. And he has a nice property manager, manage the property. So deals are out there. You just need to know how to find them, how to take them down, and how to actually make, make sure that your business is going to be making money. So deals are out there. So if somebody's telling you, oh, you can't get them, no, just investors know how to find them. In fact, I love having other people find them and they bring them to me and then I buy them. Maybe that's a good question to end this on. So go down the line. If you could only choose one way to find a great deal right now, what would you do to find that deal? Chat for PT. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's pre-2021, right? <laughs>
So for me, if there's one way, I'm going to lump it all into one, letting other people find them for me. So I love wholesalers, realtors, other investors, like allowing. And well, here's the big thing. When I first started investing, I wasn't telling many people that I was an investor. So no deals were coming to me. As soon as I started telling people that I was an investor, deals started flooding in my door. Now that people know me as an investor, they like, oh, Dustin, investor. Dustin, they know that. And so deals come to me. So what I love to do is let people know. If there's one way, let everybody know that I'm an investor and then deals come. So if somebody's starting from scratch without master passive income, without the audience you have, what would you say is the best way to let people know? Is it like networking? Is it social media? Email your friends and family? Like what would you do to get the word out? 100% is networking for me. Social media is great. Don't get me wrong. But you get followers that, good and bad, I'm just not a social media person. I guess I'm older and it's just like, oh, I don't understand this thing. But I, I do. And it's, I'm just more tongue in cheek saying that. But I love networking and coming to events like this, coming to go to your local RIA, like literally find where other investors are let them know your investors, but then your fa- friends, your family members, every single person you know. Well, here's what I did. Whenever, whenever anybody asks me the question, Dustin, what do you do? And we get this question all the time. I would reply, oh, I work for the local county government doing technology. I'm, pre- I'm replying with my job. As I'm projecting that out to everybody. This is who I am. This is the value that I put on myself. As soon as I realized that my value doesn't come from my job, it comes from my God, from myself, and from my family, I changed it. Even though I'm still working that job, of my money comes from my job. I'm now a full-time investor. That's my part-time job. I'm a full-time investor. So I started telling every single person. So for me, anybody that I meet, I'm always telling them what I do. Yeah. And I'll say, I think as your superpower, Dustin, is that like people who network and say, here's my business card. Here's what I do. Like those people are a dime a dozen, but you seem to be gifted at going out of your way to find ways to help people that doesn't necessarily do anything for you. It just labels you as a very helpful guy that adds value and it, I don't know, it just, it makes you stand apart. Like, like that's unusual that he cares that much about me that he would try to help me. So, um, that's like one of my biggest lessons I've learned from you is just how do I help somebody where there's nothing in it for me I can just help them. Cause I think that leaves a huge impression on people. So thanks man. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Amy? Yeah, I would echo that. Um, that's how I got started too, was just talking to friends and family and not pretending that I knew anything about anything. I was just like, they would ask me, Hey, honey, how's it going? How are you doing? And I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm looking at this real estate market. I just started looking at it. I don't know much about it, but here's what I know. And I'm looking at these deals and just that enthusiasm, that passion. And they would be like, Oh my gosh. That's fascinating. Tell me about it. I want to learn too. And so it would create this conversation. And I was only at the time, maybe a step or two ahead of where they were. Um, but it created this conversation. And what it did was allow me the opportunity over and over again to practice. Okay. What am I actually doing? What are my goals? What am I looking for? And so each time that I was able to practice that, I was able to refine what I was looking for. And that really helped me. And so I highly recommend that even these days, networking is the number one way we find deals because when you, you know, ChatGPT is great, Google is great, but the best deals aren't going to be found there. The best deals are going to be found through relationships. As Dustin said, real estate or Sarah said, real estate isn't location, location, location. It's people, people, people. Awesome. What about you, Peely? What do you think? So I am also going to echo that sentiment, but you particularly asked about deals, brokers. 
broker relationships. That's literally their job. Literally their job. And for anybody that doesn't like or is really uh, not against but fearful of talking to brokers, they want to talk to you. They, I mean, they want to know if you have you know, relationships or have done it before, of course, but literally their job. So I network with as many brokers as possible. I talk to as many brokers as possible. I have my team talk to as many brokers as possible. I love the brokers. Love it on them. Yes, you can do straight to seller. Yes, you can do your marketing campaigns and what have you. But brokers, their job is to go to the seller to get the deal. They want to make the sale to you. So that's where you go and get the deals. Awesome. So your original question is, where would you start or where yeah. would you go to find yeah, so a deal? If you, could, if you could have one way to find a deal right now, like what would you do? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm going to be biased. <laughs> I, ha- I just have to answer it this way. Uh, I, my opinion, of course, but if you're just getting started or you're a seasoned real estate investor and you want to you know, add or build to your portfolio, this is exactly what I set out to do 19 and a half years ago. I just say, Go talk to my team at Norada Real Estate because we've got a pipeline of 25 markets of, of available turnkey, ready to go, tenant occupied, professionally managed investment property. It's it's the least amount of brain damage. I mean, I've done the other avenues, talking to people, networking, going to meetups and real estate clubs, and they all work. You know, they all take varying degrees of time. Uh, they all work, um, but. Um, but I just want something a little more simpler, systematized. And so that would be my, my biased answer. <laughs> so, Marco, I'm actually going to uplift you because our first multifamilies, those two duplexes in Indianapolis, they were turnkey rentals. And that's how we learned how to get into multifamily. So, congratulations. Yeah. yeah it also probably depends on like the type of property you're going after. Because um, I know like, what I'm hearing here makes a ton of sense for like commercial, residential, that kind of thing. For land, um, or even self-storage in some cases, I mean, direct mail, text marketing campaigns, stuff that's kind of, you know, off markets, maybe not the most conventional way to do it, but um, you have a good strategy on where to find a list and what to say and how to handle those leads as they come in, that could be pretty effective too. If you're looking for like super bargain based on prices. but uh, yeah, thanks everybody for being here. This was a lot of fun. Glad we could hang out here and do this. And uh, I think it's lunchtime, right? Um, yeah. So I'm going to grab out my wine. Um, if uh, people want to follow along or get in touch with anybody here, uh, we can each say where and how to do that. I will start. Uh, retipster.com. Go ahead and scroll to the bottom of the uh, the website, and there's a little contact button there. You can feel free to reach out to me there, or anywhere on social media. Just look for retipster, and you'll find us there. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, even though I'm not big on social media. I actually play on there a lot. So the Dustin Heiner, and trust me, I'm not that arrogant. T H E the Dustin Heiner. It's only a handle I could come up with. Everything else was taken. And I don't want a bunch of numbers and stuff. So the Dustin Heiner on Instagram, obviously my podcast, the Master Passive Income Podcast. I, I think I've had literally everybody here on the stage, here on the show. So it's so fantastic to have amazing people as friends. Whereas if you're interested in learning more about passive investing through syndications, 
The best place to go is our website, goodegginvestments.com. And if you go to goodegginvestments.com slash start, it'll take you through a bunch of resources to discover if passive investing is right for you. You can find Jason and I at com. That'll take us take you directly to our investment website. And you can get all the information from there or that QR code that we had up during our um, presentation that actually takes you to a link where you can have a one-on-one call with Jason or I. Uh, just a couple of places, either Norada Real Estate, N-O-R-A-D-A, noradarealestate.com, noradacapital.com, or just my personal website at marcosantarelli.com. Great. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.